Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 200, and I'm Dr. Neil Malik. Welcome back and a very happy Friday to you. This is where you can listen to some popular blogs covering health and fitness, read to you by me, but not on Fridays. Fridays are usually where I answer your questions, but since it's episode 200, I have something special for you today. Before I get into that though, this week is special because all of our podcasts are hitting milestones. This is episode 200 here, but we're also hitting episode 300 on Optimal Finance Daily, episode 100 on Optimal Startup Daily, and episode 500 on Optimal Living Daily. We're gonna be doing lots of book giveaways to celebrate. Plus, we have some special announcements. To be a part of that, come by oldpodcast.com and join our weekly newsletter. The next one will go out this weekend, so you'll definitely wanna see it. Plus, you'll have a chance to win books from us. Now, for today's episode. This will be much longer than our typical episode. I'm gonna play my interview from the How to Do Your 20s podcast with Travis Marziani that aired on April 5th. I wanna thank Travis for having me as a guest on his show and for being a supporter of this show. We had a really great conversation and I hope you'll get to listen to all of it. So with that, here's the interview as we optimize your life. In this episode of the How to Do Your 20s podcast, I have Dr. Neil with me, and we're going to be talking about more than just the simple tips and tactics that you know about eating healthier. We're going to go into a lot of different tips for success, both with your diet and just success and tips in general for your 20s. So first off, Dr. Neil, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank you for having me, Travis. I appreciate it. So actually, let's get started with your story. How did you get involved in this field of study? Actually, that is an interesting story. Um, I originally was a psychology major in college, and during my college years, I wasn't following a very healthy lifestyle at all. Fast food was a daily occurrence. I, For those who are familiar with Del Taco, that was like my personal house of worship. I was there all the time, and I'd be skipping breakfast, not exercising, just doing all the wrong things. I got diagnosed with a chronic disease, uh, so it was a shock. I knew I wasn't following a healthy lifestyle, but I was young. I thought, you know, I was invincible. And so uh, this was in my late teens when I was diagnosed. And it was then that's when I decided, okay, pull yourself out of this and do better. And so I started exercising. I started eating better. It wasn't an overnight thing. It took me a while. And I realized I started to feel better. And my medications decreased. And things were just, everything was just starting to work. And, and I was like, wow, this is amazing. I can decrease my medications just by changing my lifestyle. 
So I decided after my bachelor's degree, I would leave psychology and go into health education, helping others so that they don't have to go through what I went through. I wanted to educate people that lifestyle is really the key to optimal health and wellness. And so um, that kind of propelled me into public health and health education. I loved getting my master's in public health so much that I decided to get my doctorate in it as well. And I, I, my emphasis during my doctorate was nutrition and chronic disease prevention, which was perfect for me. That, those were my passions at the time. And then I kind of from there got into uh, more nutrition. So I became a registered dietitian. And then I got into exercise science. So I became a personal trainer. And there you have it. And so before the, the episode, we were talking a little bit. And I, I loved the track that you were going down. And you had a couple different points to, to help us youngsters in our in our 20s succeed both with health and life in general. Can we start with the first one? Yeah, absolutely. One of the things I didn't want to just repeat all of the things you've probably already heard already. Eat right, eat in moderation, drink in moderation. And so I thought I would give you some things that I wanted to hear or probably needed to hear when I was in my 20s. So the first one is what I call take yourself seriously, but not too seriously. Meaning it's good to think about your health now for sure. But when you set a goal for yourself, like a health goal, you definitely want to pay attention to that. So take that goal seriously. Just remember that even though you set a goal for yourself, it's fun in the beginning, but after a while that novelty kind of wears off. So you may just have to really, again, refocus your attention on it. And I promise if you give it enough time, you will develop a new habit. And so these kind of goals, that's not just necessarily for health, right? It sounds like something that would apply to a lot of different fields. Absolutely. Uh, you could use really any of these tips and tactics for, for anything. If it's making more money, if it's you want to write a book, whatever, you can use the same concept for sure. And okay, so then what was tip number two? Tip number two is kind of related in that don't forget about the baby steps. We often want to have our new habit, our new behavior, our end result right away. And it just doesn't happen that way. When you think about how your habits were formed in the first place, it took a while. Even the bad habits took a while to form. So what I recommend is give yourself some time. Be patient with yourself. That new, hopefully better habits will take time too. And as long as you're making progress, as long as you're moving in the right direction, you're on the right track. It's all about progress, not perfection. That's actually something that I really follow and believe myself is, and it's actually been very hard for me because I'm one of those people that I think, okay, you know what, I'm, I, I can set my mind to something, I can 100% do it. So I'm going to, for instance, change my morning routine. I'm going to completely do a, a new morning routine. And what I found over and over again is I end up failing or <laughs> I set a goal of, you know, I'm going to meditate for 20 minutes a day, twice a day, because that's what I'm supposed to do. Where now I try to say, no, my goal is to meditate for a minute, once a day. And then once I can do that consistently, then it's my goal. Because in the tr this is a good example of the baby step, because it's, it's easy, it's impossible not to find one minute that you can sit down and meditate. And that's the, that's the hard part is actually sitting down to do it. But once you figured out to sit down for that one minute, an extra three minutes, an extra five minutes becomes easy over time. I love that. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. If, if you just start, like I'm going to do one push-up, I'm going to do just one minute of meditation, and then I promise I'll quit. You'll find that 
it's not so bad. It, you're right. Getting started, that's the most difficult part. And so you have the exact right idea, and that's exactly what I was going for here. Another just example this just came to mind, just yeah. so we spitball off of this, is I recently I decided I want to start doing a little bit of a workout in the morning. So I picked three exercises three pretty simple exercises and decided, all right, I'm going to do each one for a minute. So three minutes of exercise and that sounds laughable and I'm, I'm pretty in shape. I'm not like, but it's just, I don't usually work out in the morning and I've kind of scaled that up to now where I'm doing 10 minutes of exercise, but it was such a slow process that it was never like I wake up and I'm like, oh man, I got to work out. It's, it's been baby steps the entire way. Yeah. And that's another perfect example. Just break it down into those small steps. Just start. And if you just do a minute, fine. That's you're on your way. That's good enough for now. And uh, yeah, I, I'm so glad you tried this. I'm so glad you're speaking from personal experience because it does it does work. And I, so I think you said you had five tips in total. Of what was number yeah. three? Number three. This is something that is relatively easy, but we just don't do. Look at your environment. Take a close look at the environments in which you spend the most time like your home environment, or if you're at work eight hours a day and you sit at a desk, look at that environment. And what you're probably going to find is, let's use your home as an example. When you open that pantry door, what are the first things you're going to see? For most people, it's those snack foods that they've been wanting to stay away from, that they've meant to get rid of, but just haven't. And we as human beings, what we've learned, even as adults, not just with kids or teens, what we're finding is the first thing you see if it's like middle-middle, meaning your eyesight, when you look straight ahead, the first thing you see straight ahead is what you're going to grab. This works. They've done studies on vending machines. They've done studies on pantries, refrigerators. It's amazing. And so often we pick the first thing we see, regardless of calories, regardless of its health qualities. So what I would say is open your pantry doors, open your refrigerator, and look. What are the first things you see? Chances are it's those foods that you've been wanting to stay away from, but you just, quote, haven't been able to. So I would say push those foods in the back. You don't need to dump them. You don't need to get rid of them and be wasteful, but just move them to a higher shelf or a lower shelf or move them to the back of the shelf. We keep our vegetables in the crisper drawer at the very bottom of our fridge hiding because we want them to stay fresh. But chances are we forget about them. We don't eat them and they spoil anyways. So why not just move them to the first or second shelf? So that's what I mean by look at your environment. Health can be about conscious design. I love this tip, and I'm kind of annoyed at myself that I didn't think about this earlier because I've, I've had so many I, – I eat a decent amount of vegetables, but I've had bought so, much, so many vegetables, and they go bad. And I'm wondering if this is – it's probably – this is exactly why. And on top of that, I try to avoid even keeping – like too much unhealthy food in my house. Uh, mm -hmm. It's kind of similar to, I think what you're talking about there is I will just, I just eliminate it. But at the same time, I realized that I overeat certain, certain things. Mm -hmm. And like, for instance, nuts, I don't think nuts are necessarily a bad thing, but I, I find myself, I'm like, I'm eating a lot of nuts. Maybe, mm -hmm. maybe this would be a, a good tactic for me to not eat quite so many. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it kind of works with plates and bowls and things. So what we've also found through a lot of research is, let's say you buy that Costco tub of mixed nuts, which I often buy. And if I'm sitting there watching TV and just have that big tub of mixed nuts in front of me, I'll just pick at it and I'll just be eating and I won't think about how much and I'll eat a lot. And so what'll happen is if I switch to like a small bowl, portion out, 
just however much I want to consume, then sit on the couch, watch TV and pick at that bowl, I won't eat as much. And so using smaller plates, bowls, portioning things out first, and then just saying, you know, once I'm done with this, I'm going to stick to that. I won't, I'll wait before I go back for seconds. What we've often found is people don't go back for seconds, even if they eat out of a smaller bowl, a plate, or sip out of a smaller cup. So even small things like that can make a big difference. That is, yeah, that, that is a great tip. And I, I've seen the studies done on that. That's definitely not something I, I, I I'm, I'm living the bachelor life. So I've got like, <laughs> I got like two bowls and they're like big, big caveman style bowls. And I'm wondering uh, if that's making me, and I'm sure the answer is yes, that if that's making me eat more because filling it up, it's not, it's not hard to, or I mean, it's to fill it up. It's like, it's going to take a lot of food. Or even if I only fill it up halfway, it's still going to be a lot of food because they're pretty, pretty decent sized bowls. But it's definitely uh, a good idea. Now, now you got me thinking about a lot of things I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, and you know, worst comes to worst, um, if if you're just you have big bowls and plates and things at home, um, you just may have to be a little bit more conscientious about you using smaller portions. Just maybe have a measuring cup if you have something or your hand actually is a kind of a rough estimate of things. So like if you make a fist, that's about a cup. I know fist sizes differ by gender and everything, but roughly, very roughly, your fist would be about a cup. And so you say, okay, well, I'm only going to give myself about a half a cup of mixed nuts today to snack on. Just use your fist and kind of guesstimate, and that'll hopefully help you portion it out a little bit better. That's, yeah, that's great advice. So what is the, the next tip we have? Uh, the next one, and this is something I personally struggled with when I was younger, uh, it's make a decision already, meaning if you're not sure what health behavior to start, even if you're not sure what you want to do with your life or what your purpose for being on this planet is, just try something. Just jump in. And for me, that's how I learned a lot about myself. When I told my story to you, Travis, uh, a minute ago, I didn't fill in all the gaps where I actually thought about being a veterinarian at one point, and I volunteered in a vet's office. I worked for a payroll office before I finally decided to go into public health. I just jumped in and anything that I thought I might be good at, I tried it, but I learned so much about myself in the process and so much about what I don't want to do. And when I saw my coworkers just hate going into work, I said, that's not going to be me. I got to find something that I truly love doing. And so that's what I would say. Just, just jump in. I meet far too many young people who go, I don't know, I'm thinking about this or this or this, or I'm thinking about exercising first, or maybe I'm thinking about changing my diet, whatever it is, pick one. And I promise you'll learn something. Yeah, it, it's much easier said than done, I will say, from personal experience because Absolutely. it's uh, that, that was a thought I had a lot, especially. So I, I don't think I told you my story before we started the podcast, but about four years ago, I quit my corporate job to start my own company, and wow. uh, an e-commerce company. And even then, I mean, even when I decided, well, actually, no, you know, remembering this, there was three different ideas I had. One mm-hmm. was starting this one e-commerce company. Uh, one was working with my friend to start some kind of company. I think there was like a third company I was starting with that same friend. And it was the big, the big moment was when I realized, all right, um, I'm going to just focus on my one e-commerce company. But Mm -hmm. then even there, it's like, okay, so I'm going to focus on this one e-commerce company. There's five different directions I can take it. (laughs) And then, you know, even when you figure out a direction, it's like, there's another five. It's like, should we build the website first? Should we uh, do advertising first and try to get as many people to the website first. Well, obviously, no, let me rephrase that. Should we make the website perfect first? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you finally start to realize nothing's ever going to be perfect. So yeah. it's like, get it good enough. 
And then it's like get, start getting some traffic there. And then once you get enough traffic there, then it's like you can go back and make it a little bit better. And it's exactly like you said. It's just like just jump into it. Yeah, and and it's scary. I get it. I I was there. Um, and you'll you'll find you will learn something. It's never. I found it's never a waste of time. Like some people are afraid. I'm going to waste time. I always found I'd learn something about myself, my career, in that process. Absolutely. And was there another tip, or was that? I think we might have done all five. Actually, there was one more. Um, so the fifth one is something that I actually didn't have to deal with too much in my 20s. Um, the internet was there. <laughs> I'm not that old yet, but um, the just amount of information has gone up exponentially. And so my last tip is to definitely seek out reputable sources of information as best as you can. I know every source is going to have some sort of bias, but try and find relatively unbiased sources for information. Um, oftentimes we rely on testimonials when we make health decisions, but just be careful. Everybody's different. And so relying on testimonials, it just, what, what may happen is, yeah, a diet and exercise program work for somebody, but it may not work for you too. You are a very different person with a different lifestyle. And so just be sure you're getting some good information from a reputable source so that you don't put your own health at risk. That's, that's great advice. And especially, I, I actually don't know a lot about this and not to get it political, but I, you hear about all the fake news and everything coming out. I'm not sure. I'm actually not even sure what side's getting the fake news. I just, I've seen <laughs> the headlines. Oh, fake news, fake news. So that it's in this day and age, it's very easy to trick people and say, Hey, uh, this is a reputable source and it's not always going to be. Absolutely. And you know what? My nephew actually played a trick on, on me and his entire family actually he sent this quote-unquote news article that he didn't tell us he actually wrote so i'm reading the first two paragraphs i'm going wow this is really interesting oh i've never heard of this and then about three quarters of the way through i'm like this doesn't seem right and sure enough he said yep i made it it was fake and i wanted to see how many people could fall for it so it it happens all the time and with our cell phones we can pull up information so quickly now and we just want information quickly, but I say take a moment and just make sure you're using reputable sources. I'm curious, what was the article about? Oh my gosh, let me think. Oh, I can't recall. I'm sorry. Uh, it was. It just started off so serious, and it seemed so professional, and and then yeah, I, I can't remember. Okay. No, no worries at all. I'm curious. <laughs> so I know that you have like a Udemy course. Currently, are you? practicing mostly one-on-one -on -one, like coach or I guess consulting like typical type doctor visits or how do you structure your time? Actually uh, quite a bit of my time now um, is spent teaching. Um, I'm a assistant professor at Bastyr University in California and I'm also a professor at two other colleges and universities so uh, much of my time is that but before I got into teaching I would actually do group health education quite a bit um, I conducted research where I would get some, I would get quite a bit of one-on-one -on -one, uh, counseling experience. So I've kind of jumped around a bit and just eventually landed here as a professor and um, it's just been wonderful. And what are some of your goals for 2017? Oh yeah, that's a great question. Um, I've always wanted to try to do a half marathon. I've never done that before. And folks are often surprised because I'm a personal trainer, because I'm so into health and wellness. They think, 
I would have done that by now. And I'm not a great runner. So I've never been a great runner. And so doing something like that, I, I don't want to say I'll do a full marathon, but I think a half marathon would be pretty fantastic for me. So that's one of my goals. It's kind of funny, actually. The first, I, I did an interview today about an hour and a half ago, and it, the person that I was interviewing was a marathon uh, like okay. trainer they train people in marathons and his big advice was baby steps so it okay, kind of <laughs> comes full circle basically what he was saying is exactly like you're going to do don't run a marathon first run a half marathon first and also very much like if you're not consistently running run for a minute walk for two minutes run for you know and like get spend 30 minutes doing that and then slowly just building up uh one week go for a four mile run, then the next week a five mile run. I mean, that's not super surprising, but he had lots of little things. And basically he said, if you are running a marathon, you should never in training run 26, whatever point two miles, you should run up to 20 miles because if you can get yourself up to 20 miles, it'll be easy on the marathon day to be able to do that 26 miles. And on top of that, you're not going to be risking injury. So Hmm. a lot of the advice you gave kind of came full circle with that. So I'm just going to have to use my own advice when it comes to uh, my goal setting. Which is always harder than it is <laughs> to give advice to other people, right? Oh, definitely. Yep. And then is the Udemy course, are, is that something that you are spending a lot of time in really trying to get more people to join? Or is that, was that a past project? That actually was a past project. It was something that uh, my brother Justin actually uh, recommended. And so I, I kind of created this seven steps to feeling your best, something like that. I can't remember the exact title now, but that was a couple years ago. And I just wanted to get some health information out there to the public. You know, I was talking about reputable sources of information. And so I wanted to give people something from hopefully they would consider a reputable source me and um, kind of help them help steer them in the right direction. Like where should they start? Well, try these seven steps, try one step at a time. And hopefully you'll start improving your health. Dr. Neil, I know we don't have very much more time, but I have one more question I wanted to ask you. And this is more of a general question. I mean, I, I know you've already given a lot of advice in this episode, but if you had to go back and give your 20-something-year-old self some advice, or more generally for all the listeners of this show, if you had to give them some general life advice, what would it be and why? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think I, I would have to go back to... Number, actually number four, what I said, when I said make make a decision, um, I spent a lot of time just trying to think about should I do this or that, I would take personality tests and I would debate with my family about what am I good at and really it, it didn't get me anywhere. I, I had to just try something and it, it was only with pressure actually from family that I had to jump in. I was not super eager to, I wasn't super bold and daring and willing to just jump into something. And so with pressure, I did. And I learned so much from that. And and that's the only way I ended up where I am, was just jumping in, trying something out and realizing, yes, this is for me or no, this is not for me. That's great advice. Dr. Neil, where can people find out more about you and everything that you're doing? Yeah, um, probably the best way is to go to oldpodcast.com. So that's oldpodcast.com. I have a uh, podcast show that I do every week, and um, that's where you can find more information. You can contact me with me there. And um, 
I'm always happy to answer uh, questions. So that's one of my favorite things to do, in fact, keeps me on my toes. So that would be the best way. Awesome. Dr. Neil, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Travis. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com health. Just go to indeed.com health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And again, that was my interview on the How to Do Your 20s podcast with Travis Marziani. You can find the podcast in most podcast apps and Travis is online at howtodoyour20s.com. Again, I want to thank Travis for having me on his show. Thank you for being a supporter of this show, Travis, and I would be happy to be back anytime. Before I go, I want to mention again that we have some big announcements coming up this weekend and lots of book giveaways to celebrate our milestones. The Minimalists gave us 60 books and Leon from the Kindness Diary series on Netflix gave us 25. A bunch of those will be given away over the next 10 days or so. So to be a part of that, make sure you're on our mailing list at oldpodcast.com. The next email goes out this weekend. And that wraps up 200 episodes of Optimal Health Daily. And it's all thanks to you. Thank you so much for all the support so far. Thank you so much for listening every day, for sharing the show with friends and family and sending in your questions. And it's because of you that we'll continue the show on Monday where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs, but cover other topics like personal development, finance, and minimalism from bloggers like Derek Sivers, The Minimalists, Zen Habits, and many more. So for more amazing content read to you for free, come subscribe to Optimal Living Daily too, and together we'll optimize your life. You've been listening to Optimal Health Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift, as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. 
Thanks for joining us, and remember, your optimal life awaits.